Welcome back, guys. This is K-pop fighting, and this is your co-host TYB, and this is Gyun. Yeah, this was a very interesting week. We actually record a bit ahead of time, so this is a choose-up for the Korean calendar. So I was just see all my families are like near my era, like 20 minutes, and we meet semi once a month. So like, I just. Ate like one meal for each, and <laughs> okay. that was it. Yeah. So it was very boring week. But I had a camping oh. with my friends, so that was in- interesting. So, how was your week, Gyun? Uh, yeah, same here. I got to, I got to meet my families, um, both my father and my mom, my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I I spent a quality time. With my family and my dog also. Oh, that's good dog. I mean, yeah, it's Chuseok is like a sort of like Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, so, where you gather with the families and everything and eat like a very big, thick meal. Yeah, supposedly like really big meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, Korean is changing, but still, I think it's part of the Korean culture. So, mm-hmm. it was interesting for us to share. Did you eat like the songpyeon, like the rice cake? Yes. Uh, yeah, the one with uh. Uh, sesame, sesame in yeah, it, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because we didn't do it. Instead, we ate like something like traditional or sweet, which is called yakwa. It's like oh, yeah. sort of like a candy mm-hmm. or something. It's just like, we just, I, I felt like uh, anything that's traditional and sweet, that's okay. So we ate that and just yeah. pretend it's all done. Mm-hmm. But like, it's still going on. Still, yeah. I mean, so, it, it, at least. Uh, you know, you got to celebrate the holiday with your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point. Th- th- that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. So hope you guys had a good Chuseok if you are celebrating it. Yeah. Or, or there's Thanksgiving for mm-hmm. the non-Korean culture yeah. people. So that's okay. So today we are talking about, like, is K-pop a doll or are they an artist? This is, like, the biggest, what should I say, problem or that, like, m- like, it's like the one of the biggest measure that the the main public judges to the K-pop artists. I think, mm-hmm. although kind of BTS, I think kind of destroyed it. Yeah, I think because BTS, like, there's no way, like, you can, like, the haters can say whatever they want to about BTS, but one thing is sure, they were genuinely by themselves yeah they were artists like you can say whether they were good or bad I think they're excellent obviously but yeah but there's no way they are genuine musician and artists yeah they put their stuff together uh, for their own yeah so we can just end this episode with saying like just look at BTS and we'll be done with it yeah <laughs> but they're yeah. pretty boring episode. Yeah. so <laughs> we'll go to actually a bit deeper version of it and actually to be precise it's pretty easy to break that point because you know Gyun is like a artist slash k-pop musician he's like a very american point of view just traditional musician artist because he makes beat and writes lyrics right yeah 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 uh you know me myself i'm also a k-pop artist so but you're always writing books mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> stuffs and like yeah. and unlike other K-pop artists he should actually do the stretching that's the weak point of him <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Not, yeah uh, she just she just 
but there's like I am right now at Gyun Studio and there's a synthesizer and of course iMac it's like a symbol of you know musician now right yeah, yeah uh, your typical musician stuff yeah there's yeah. always music so it's just it's very you know even from the starting point it's pretty what should I say obvious that there is an artist of course in yeah. K-pop and like I mean yeah and I think in Spotify your musics are gone isn't it oh yeah uh, I'm gonna uh, remaster the song but I know yeah uh, uh, the song was called I know I'm gonna probably like change the album cover or something oh uh, okay uh, cause yeah you have wear the glasses and everything yeah uh, I mean it looked cool to me um, back then but now uh, I'm kind I'm kind of uh, pushing a different aesthetic for sure. my next album rollout. Uh, sure. So I'm gonna probably like, replace the album cover and re-release it with okay. like a better, better sound quality. Mm, yes. Nice. So and oh yeah, I forgot. Almost we forgot about it. And you can follow yourself on uh, Instagram or Instagram Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. They're both. The username is not Gyun. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I've almost forgot it. Mine is TYBKpop. Yes, TYBKpop. Yep. So please follow us and yeah. like it. And if you want to, please put a comment on it. But mm-hmm. let's go back to the, our issue, which is, uh, is K-pop musician like a doll? Or mm-hmm. they're a true musician, genuine musician? And I, you know, f- to solve the problem of everything, we sh- to understand something, we should always go from the starting point, like yeah. birth. And... Uh, I wrote a book called like the time for k-pop and there I put Teji boys as the beginning of k-pop mm-hmm. but you can actually say Hyunjin young because Hyunjin young's first album was slightly earlier than Teji boys so it's either one of two because yeah Hyunjin young is also very dance rap oriented and also it was started by the label SM entertainment oh yeah which is like the godfather of k-pop yeah. they're like the starting point of k-pop obviously so it's either one of two but both of them, I think, it doesn't matter where you would put, you know, the starting point of K-pop, the genesis of K-pop, but both of them were clearly artists. Mm-hmm. Like Hyunjin Young, he was like, he he could rap, he could make beat, he was the best dancer. Of the time. Of the time. Yes. Yeah, and then he, he still sings like really well, like even according to today's point of view like oh yeah he still like wins the uh, vocal audition whatever he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's just he's super talented man so like clearly he was like a, even for the like a standpoint of the measurement of American perspective he's clearly like a musician like you know that of Justin Bieber Chris Brown Drake he's pretty much the same yeah, oh, yeah. so he is like a total musician but what I want to talk more about is Teddy Boys yeah. Yeah. So like Teji Boys is like the most symbolic artist for the genesis of K pop. So yeah, Kyun, like they were obviously debuted way before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> what like, do you know about Teji Boys? We will talk more about them, but like today we'll talk about the musician side of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teji Boys. Uh you know, they're so legendary that yeah. uh in my elementary school days they were in my music uh textbook. <laughs> nice. Uh, like they they have their own page like yeah, Teji Boys the start of K-pop and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I know about them yeah. is that they they're more. Uh, so Teji was a rock star yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like he, I know that he used to uh, 
play bass. Like, like play bass guitar for uh, Cho Yong Pi? No, 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 it was uh, Shinawi. Oh, yeah, Shinawi, yes. Uh, and, and he also like writes his own songs. Yeah. And he uh, puts like his own choreography with, uh, with uh, Yang Yun-sok and uh, Lee Juno. Yes. Um, and, you know, they're, they're all, their singles, they were all written by them. That's very accurate and yeah. very, very sh- shortened, but like, it has everything that you need to know. But mm-hmm. but I, I guess okay, we can say like a bit more story. Like It starts with Taeji. So Taeji was, as you said, uh-huh. was a legendary ba- uh, band, Shinawi's bassist. Mm-hmm. He started that when even when he was in high school. Yeah. So he was a bassist, but then he kind of got into rap music. Mm-hmm. Back then, like the Aerosmith and Run DMC made Walk This Way, I think. Like the oh, yeah. same like hip-hop rap single. So it was like hip-hop and rock were like a intertwined. They were like friends back then, you know? So like when the New Jack Swing and everything stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like way before Tupac or, you know, this is all. So like he learned that kind of music and he kind of got into it. So he started making his own music by himself. Although he was a rock musician, he was a what should I say? He was a rock musician, but he learned MIDI and then making like a sort of new jack swing, not hip hop yeah. music. And then he met Yang Yun Sok mm-hmm. at the nightclub. He was playing bass for the nightclub, and Yang Yun Sok was obviously like one of another best dancer in Korea back at the time. And yeah, that's Yang Yun Sok is YG, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then they met and. Yang Yun Seok was so shocked by Sateji's music, he kind of persuaded him that you need a dance member because this music, you need dancing like crazy. Yeah. And Sateji's first thinking point was he's going to make his own solo album like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. But then he was persuading him, Teji, you're a great musician, but you're not a dancer, right? So let's make a team together. You know, it's very rock rock yeah. band model it's yeah. like it's like you can't do it by yourself let's I can yeah. play drums so we can make a band you know and then he also hired Lee Juno who is like a sambe of him you know up and uh-huh. older and everything mm-hmm. he was he he kind of thought it was a bit too much because he's way more professional and like more like he has more career than himself so mm-hmm. but he realized that, that this is like the best guy most he has a professional ethic and everything, so we should just go for it. So, three formed. That's very rock music. Yeah, that yeah, it's like some Green Day type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's even more so than even maybe Green Day or stuff because, um, what they st- had a manager at uh-huh. first, but they cut them out. Oh wow! Because they took too much money. Oh yeah, so like basically the manager stole from them. Oh, pretty much like, oh, yeah. like, oh. like back then like even Jo Young-pil like the best like the king of K-pop singer he's like like you can say he's like a Paul McCartney or like you know Michael Jackson into one that's how big he was Jo Young-pil like the king of K-pop in the 80s mm-hmm. he <coughs> didn't make much money in the 80s that's uh-huh. how crazy it was manager just take all the money back then yeah so they realize it and they're like we made all the music we made all the dance we make the stage like one might say Sateji and boys is pretty much Sateji that's mm-hmm. right in music wise like all the music was made by Sateji but the choreography the 
fashion and everything it was all yg and eju no so like they were important too but like what do you do you just you know make schedule that's it so they kick him out and made their own company that's very you know it's not even just rock it's like indie rock yeah <laughs> it's like crazy like they denied the label made themselves a company yeah that's like jay-z and rockefeller that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah so that's how they made it and that's probably why they were you know they ended so rapidly because they did too much work together mm -hmm. so they had only four albums in three sort of years and they just were be done yeah. with them but still like my point is even from the start k-pop was very you know very creative very independent yeah very rebel yeah oh, very DIY type stuff yeah definitely yeah and then you might say but the first K-pop group is probably H.O.T. and they're very dull and very very like you know performer but like I don't think so even you can argue with that because first of all SM Entertainment already had Hyunjin Young very artistic guy mm -hmm. like he was a musician for sure for sure. And then H.O.T. is sure the starting point of the boy band and starting point of, you know, performers. Mm -hmm. But even from the beginning, Isuman was trying to make them a musician. I think we talked about a couple like, yeah. episodes before already. But to point out again, Chang Yong Jin wrote the song Candy, the one of the lead singles of the, their first album. Mm -hmm. And Candy was... I mean, I think most K-pop fans know it now because NCT Dream, you know, reworked it. And that album was very, you know, that candy is very authentic, right? Right. Uh, the, the, the song sounds like uh, it came out straight from like a high school prom party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the instrumentals, the lyrics, the, the melodies, you know, it's, it's all very... The, the song represents the youth, basically. Yeah, and... You know, when you're youth, you have like, you know, like a one week of love and it's gone, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's very, very fast forward, like very energetic. But mm -hmm. you can see that in the lyrics of Candy, like it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But that's the point of it. Yeah. Because the high school love, high school date, whatever, high school fling, yeah. Yeah, fling. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's the no. point. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of teenagers love yeah and uh, that's the point of it and that's what they grasp so ac accurately and that's probably why candy was so successful yeah and the isuman was trying to actually have him as a member he mm -hmm. didn't want to that's why i mean from the start there was no like a perfect what should i say chakok member like the composing member oh yeah producer member wasn't there in hot but he kind of isuman kind of tried to make it Oh, because so he was in his teens also, right? Who? Chang Yong Jin. Yeah, Chang Yong Jin was oh. about the same age as them. Like, oh, pretty wow. much the same age. So he was a, he was a kid. Yeah, like, he was a kid. Like, he was like a high schooler. That's crazy. So he was like, the, Chang Yong Jin was like a high schooler, but he mm -hmm. was like the top composer, top producer for like two, three years. In the game. In the game. Wow. Like the top of the top, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, and then after that, like, Chang Yong Jin's music slowly like disappeared, but in HOT's career, Gangta was making the song Light. Mm -hmm. Well, probably with someone else, but it was the point is like that. Like they participated in the music pro making process, 
And after H.O.T. was done, both Gangtang and Munijun produced their own album. Yeah, uh, I'm sure uh, Munijun came out with a rock album, right? Yeah, yeah. At first, he did the first album was more like a H.O.T. the type. second type, mm-hmm. but then after that, he was doing like serious rock or like yeah. emo core type music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. back then Linkin Park was hot, mm-hmm. right? So like. It didn't receive well. There was a whole, you know, conflict. But like that's way different point. But yeah. the point is, you might say it's not a good music or bad music, but it's for sure that his music. Yeah, still he he did his own stuff. Yeah, it was his music yeah. for sure. And then Gangta was like very successful. Mm-hmm. His first album was about the ballad, like mm-hmm. like a Shin Seungun type, very traditional Korean style ballad. Yeah, the song Polaris. Was so successful. I remember, like every girls that I know loved Gangta. Like he was a king of ballad back then. Yeah, even now though. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, his his music, even like his new music that came out last year and this year was crazy good. Actually. Yeah. So like, and it did pretty well also on the charts, right? On the ballad charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Yeah. I think so. Like he actually even from the starting point, HOT kind of grew up to become the artist. Yeah. They started as an idol, maybe, sure. But he grew out, just like, you know, Britney Spears, Justin Bieber. They were not, they were just artists back then, but they, you know, grow, yeah. were grown to become an artist. Like Justin Timberlake. Like, yeah, yeah, or Ariana Grande. Yeah, Ariana Grande, of course. Yeah, yeah. so it's, even from the start, pretty clear that K-pop idols could become, you know, musician in the end yeah but honestly i think until like the 2000s like late 2000s uh k-pop was more about being a celebrity being like a performer yeah performer yeah because uh doing a good dance in the show with the reality show or you know being very hot and cute or like those things mattered more back Mm -hmm. then than like becoming like a serious musician Mm mm-hmm but I think it all changed. Like, you had to become a musician to be a top, you know, K-pop artist or K-pop idol. Yeah. And that start trend were started by none other than G Dragon of Big Bang, of course. Yeah, the one and only. Yeah, right. I mean, ironically, like it was this trend and G Dragon. It was all planned with YG Yang Hyun Sub. Yeah. So and clearly. It was his second Soteji, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that G Dragon is like the resurrection. I mean, I mean, Soteji is still alive, but yeah, like yeah. musically, yeah. he's like the the protege. Yeah, uh, the second coming of Soteji. But pretty much, I think so. It's he's a true heir of the Soteji. So I know G Dragon is one of your favorite artists here. Yes, like one of my role models, you know, music wise or like you know, artist-wise. So, like, I would, like, well, I want you to take a lead in this, but, like, I just, before he said, like, more about G-Dragon, I would like to point out that when G-Dragon and Big Bang came out, it did not make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to point out how shocking they were back oh, then. Oh, yes. Like, I remember, like, it was, like, 2007, something like that. Yeah. And, like, you know, idols were, you know, dancers and singers, and they could dance, they could sing, but they were not musicians like what i mean like they were not self-producing if they no. do it's when they're like older you know like imi knew that he, he produced his own music sure yeah. from xinhua but like that was a later th- mm-hmm. but 
big bang was even from the starting point they made their own music mm -hmm. and their music was very you know totally american it was like chris brown but yeah like, like kanye west yeah yeah like, like pharrell yeah pharrell or yeah so when i first hear their music i was like very you know what is that i didn't know much about their music much it was very you know i liked pharrell i liked kanye west i liked you know chris brown their music but k-pop idols making that kind of music that was kind of you know new to me mm -hmm. so so what i want to point out is right now it seems so obvious because like big bang and g dragon is like the what should i say the point it's like the floor of k-pop it's like you know like the stepstone yeah stepstone yeah. it's like their first point in the beginning almost yeah so we're we think it's just obvious we take it for granted but i just want to point out it was like a, he, they were rabble they were it was like a most successful revolution ever mm -hmm. <laughs> so so yeah come from that like w what do you think was so special about you uh i think like his background mm. is special uh mm. from other k-pop artists mm. uh you know i'm pretty sure that he uh he rapped like even he started rapping in the age of like seven eight uh <laughs> you know there was like this uh Kid Rula. Kid, kid version of Rula. Rula. Uh, they're like the one of the older K-pop. Yeah, they're uh, like the same age as like Sateji uh -huh. and kind of a deuce. Uh, yeah, so like he got he got casted. Mm. He got casted as the Kid Rula. Mm. Basically, like a, uh, a similar concept as Eighteens from ABBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, yeah, true, yeah. true. Yeah, but. So he started his rapping career, like celebrity career, as that. Yeah. And uh, you know he, uh, and then like he got into rap music by uh, listening to Wu Tang Clan mm. uh, and stuff like that. Yada yada yada. And he got into YG. Yeah. And uh, he trained with Taeyang. Mm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that he thought him and Taeyang would debut as a hip-hop duo. Yeah, actually, so, Taeyang was a rapper, too, at yeah. first. Yeah, and, you know, like, Taeyang, he can dance also. G-Dragon can dance. They they all, they all both can rap and sing. Yeah. They produce their own stuff. They write their own stuff. Mm -hmm. So, basically, their background was, uh, like, special uh, than the other artists from that time, uh, other K-pop artists at that time. I think what you pointed out was very important because yg right now is like the major of the major k-pop label right? right but before big bang yg was more like an indie label yeah like a hip-hop label yeah hip-hop or r&b very serious label the yeah. only like slightly major musician from yg was seven because mm -hmm. he was like usher he was like, yeah he was like, like a, an r&b artist yeah r&b artist he was like pretty much an usher that person, yeah like the Wayne, you know but other than Seven, both Gummy and Pisan were like very serious art, like R and B artists. Yeah, definitely. And you know, uh, Master Wu. Oh, Master Wu, definitely um, rapper. And you know, one time was sure idol, but they were totally hip hop. Crew. Yeah, they were like a hardcore hip hop music. Yeah, like hardcore hip hop. And Genushin, of course, they were like yeah, hip -hop the, like yeah, they were like hip hop. Like yeah, they were like uh. I don't know, probably like Outkast or something. Yeah, yeah, they're like total hip hop, yeah. and then also like those, they had like another like small labels which had like a Big Mama that kind of R&B. Oh yes, but yes. They're all very serious, deep, indie, and very you know genuinely black music. Right. So it was like a, 
it's almost like you know common or that kind of a serious artist you know yeah so no one thought of yg as like a idol label at all mm-hmm. so big bang is like their first idol group mm-hmm. and jidrig and taeyang were more so like artists from the training point i that, that's yeah. very interesting i mean i've never thought of it that way but they were from the totally different background that's important yeah yeah so like unlike the other k-pop idols from mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. probably the uh uh, the pe- the K-pop trainees at that time started uh, their dream as a dancer, probably, or like a I singer, so. but like as a rapper, like as a writer, probably no. So G Dragon was different, like uh, background. So you know, uh, and then the rest is history. The Big Bang, yeah. the career. That's interesting. I mean, their training was so different, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you can clearly see. I mean, after them, they made the trends, but, like, the way they danced, they knew how to dance. Mm-hmm. They're not just memorizing the choreography, right? Mm-hmm. They're, like, mastering the true core, like, you know, essence of hip-hop dance. Yeah. Which is really different. So that's interesting. So the rest is definitely history. And after that, I think, after J-Dragon... There were two very interesting like twists. One is every boy band must ha- have a producer <laughs> member now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's kind of like a, a funny thing. It's not, it's not that deep. Ever since Big Bang, mm-hmm. most of the Korean boy bands have uh, one rapper that has a high-pitched voice yeah. and another rapper that has like a low pi- low toned voice uh, so it's, it's a funny thing probably like G-Dragon and Top they, they both were, they both were like highly successful and highly iconic I think so, they yeah. came from Dynamic Duo and Epikite that kind of oh know, yeah the, the more hip-hop based mm-hmm. groups I mean Epikite I think Ep- Epic High is another, you know, very twisted version of K-pop group. Yeah, They're sure. like, Teji Boys, they're like rock band version of K-pop. For sure. But I think even, especially their beginning, you know, early days, they were totally K-pop group. Mm-hmm. But like, both of them had like a very low voice and high voice. Yeah, Mithra and, and uh, Tablo. Yeah, yeah, and same with Dynamic Duo, Gekko yeah. and Cheza. Cheza, yeah. Yeah, so this very... I think there's like Korean way of like making rap. That's interesting. So it's a, after them, it became kind of like a, they become like the basic manual or like, you know, Bible you have to actually look for at first mm-hmm. in the beginning. That's very it's interesting. It's like an unspoken rule. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a rule. It's a code. Yeah. yeah. You have so, to have so, so G-Dragon and Big Bang made the rule. So that's kind of interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. That is actually. And then another point I want to point out is after G-Dragon, Especially GD and Top album, mm-hmm. I think hip hop musicians kind of wanted to become K-pop star. Yeah. So like underground and overground kind of mingles together. It's like intertwined. And nowadays, I think most musicians like Kyun Kyun is like a great classic example. <laughs> yeah. Like all the people who wants to be a serious musician goes to K-pop industry now. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be a rapper, you go to K-pop label now mm-hmm. or like. Beautiful noise, like an indie version of it, but still. Yeah. Like, I think that's very interesting because in America, you don't think of it like that, you know? No, definitely. But, like, in Korea, it's like a there's a path to become an artist. 
but you have to start with K-pop idol. Yeah. It's, I think that's very interesting to point out. That yeah, yeah. Thanks for pointing uh, that out. Yeah. And also, uh, go ahead. You know, G Dragon influenced basically like every type of music in Korea. That's uh, true. Because uh, ki- kids my age. I mean, I mean, I'm not a kid, but I'm 19. I'm still a kid, but uh, yeah. We got uh, <laughs> you know like people in, the rappers in their late teens or early to twenties. Uh, I mean, I love Korean underground hip hop a lot, but I listened more of G Dragon's music uh, than you know underground hip hop. Uh, so, like another great example of this is Big Naughty, oh. uh, or uh, you know a lot of my friends also. Uh, we're heavily influenced by G Dragon, mm-hmm. but they're hip hop artists. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, basically, G Dragon was highly successful and highly influential, so that a lot of hip hop artists, especially the newer generation of hip hop artists, got influenced by none other than G Dragon. He was a K-pop artist. So, uh, I think that's why the underground and the mainstream. Uh, Uh, the the blind line between the mainstream and underground got destroyed. I think it's because thanks to none other than G Dragon. Yeah, it's very interesting. I there was one uh, artist that kind of shocked me a lot, which was Chan Mina. Do you know her? Uh, yeah. She's a Japanese rapper. Mm-hmm. Well, consider I think I don't know much about J-pop lately, but like they were. I think she's considered one of the best female rapper right now mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. yeah, I do know her. And Chen Mina had an interview, and she said she never listened to American hip hop music. I'm like, oh wow. What? <laughs> I mean, when when she was kid, not now, but uh-huh. when she was a kid, I'm like, so you're a rapper. She her music is clearly rap. You know, it's hip hop. Yeah. And she was raised without American hip hop. I'm like. That's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> like you're a physicist, but you've never learned math. I'm like, what? You don't know Jay Z? You don't know Kanye West? You don't know Tupac? Whatever Wu Tang Clan? You don't know anything? I'm like, how did you, you know, wow. learn hip hop? And she said, I learned it from G Dragon. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> so you learned it from G Dragon? That's was just shocking to me. You know, that was like, that was like to me, it was like a breathtaking moment. I'm like. So you are rapper in Japan, but the only s- at first, of course, not now, but mm-hmm. in the beginning, your s- sole source of hip hop spirit was G Dragon. Oh wow, <laughs> that's shocking to me. I mean, oh, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, wow. she's about your age when you say like early twenties. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's not just Korea, like all the Asia. Like G Dragon became like a starting point of hip hop. Mm-hmm. He like made known like he made norms of hip hop basically and black music. Yeah. So that was in very Asian big. culture. Yeah, yeah, in Asian culture. Yeah. So that was very big. So I think so. Judy is sort of like you know Kanye West or Drake type figure of Asia. Yeah, for sure. And so that's very interesting. I mean, nowadays in America, I heard the younger generation do not know hip hop before Kanye West that much. Uh, yeah. I heard. Be- because I am one of them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a, you know, I like to discover new music. So. Uh, I mean, I know you know a lot of older music. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, m- I might not be the case, but, you know, a lot of my friends 
consider Kanye as like the goat, like the greatest of all time. He could be, but uh, yeah. I mean, he. I'm, I personally think he is. Uh, yeah. But you know, you know that there's like so many other choices, like Andre three thousand, like the Jay Z. Yeah, like the older hip hop gurus. Or you know, like yeah. in Korean, where like Gonde would say, like mm, you have to learn that yeah, you know. I agree with that actually. Yeah, you need to listen to MF Doom, like yeah, KRS-One, yeah, yeah. like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I personally think as a probably producer, maybe Kanye, but I think as a rapper, probably Jay Z, because Kanye yeah. West's best moment. Was with Jay Z too, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, they're yeah. together, you know. <laughs> you know the early two thousand tens. I mean, yeah, like yeah. late two thousands to early two thousand and tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like the watch the throne that type mm-hmm. of moment. So they're together. So like, but still, like it's very interesting to to come back to point. I think G Dragon became that big, you know. It's so like one of the I want to like end this episode with like another actually with b- before but like before that i want to show one other example which is exid is ellie yeah but i think i picked her because she's a female girl group version of g dragon and like shows like how like the, in the girl group there's also like a musician because yeah. there's a prejudice that like girl groups are just being pretty and just yeah, yeah. doesn't do much creative work yeah like you know people think they're most focused on the commercial side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I think it's clearly wrong. There's always many exceptions, and I think Ali is one of the classic example of that. Mm-hmm. But I think she's definitely a child of G Dragon too, mm-hmm. because after G Dragon, there's always this you know mood for like underground musicians to definitely have to go back, go to overground, and, mm-hmm. you know, go to K-pop. She was actually Le was like starting as like an under indie rapper, like classic indie rapper. She just yeah. had one mic and just record her stuff uh-huh. and just put a performance and everything. Yeah, a classic underground moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when she was in like a ninth grade, something tenth grade, something like that. Yeah, she was founded by like Jiggy Fellas, which yeah. is like very very old but yet very big hip hop crew. Yeah, which used to be like the biggest hip-hop crew back then right yeah 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 and there was like uh many you know winners of show me the money are from that like the fasco was there yeah currently known as bill stacks yeah bill stacks <laughs> bill yeah. stacks was there and oh what is he? there was one other winner but like yeah anyhow there's so many big rappers but it was fasco now bill stacks who trained her raps Oh, yeah, ba- basic. Yeah, basic yeah. was there. Yeah, basically was yeah. basic was there. Yeah, true. And then yeah. the Vasco trained her like to be a rapper. But one thing very interesting to me is Vasco built stacks. I'll just say Vasco because there he was Vasco back yeah, then. Yeah, he used to be Vasco. Yeah, but Vasco was keep saying to her that you shouldn't just stay here. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't stay in the underground. You should go to you know. The bigger world. Yeah, bigger world. You should go to sea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she didn't publish her work that much. She made a lot of music, but she mm-hmm. kept it. And then in her senior year in high school, she got number one place in JYP's hip-hop audition. Oh, crazy. So she was very, you know, sensational. But she kind of became friend with the YG producer. I mean... Being YG producer was the thing in the early 2000s, you know. 
He was like the king of indie and overground. They were as hip as indie musician, but they mm-hmm. were as rich as the <laughs> oh, yeah. musician. It was like a cream of the pie mm-hmm. of that time. And then he, she started to you know record stuff and help her, help him and everything. But then the, he met the Shin Sadong Horengi, the producer of yeah. XID. And then she and Shin Sadong Horengi decided to make work together. Yeah. So then she learned how to you know songwrite and. They work together. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is like it was like a, not only intermined of underground and overground, it was also musicianship with the you know idolship. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Like Brown Eyed Soul had her, like a rapper to serious musician, so it became like a formula of K-pop. Yeah. Actually. Also, Zico, Zico from uh, Block B. Definitely. Cr- currently you know he's his own solo artist now yeah uh zico he also used to be an underground rapper right yeah yeah and then just like zico ld also was participating in other musicians works too yeah like hyona yeah yeah and rm from uh bts yeah 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 he also like had his own crew right right yeah Yeah. and then rm was a very serious in underground rapper yeah so that's how i mean after G Dragon, there's no point of like divide between like serious Korean music and like a like a commercial, commercial yeah. idolized <laughs> version of a music. It's just ridiculous. Like Gyun's you know, musician friends and crews, some of them are rappers, some of them are idol, but they're pretty much the same, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like the essence yeah. is the same because, you know, like one of my friends, uh, he is currently a K pop artist now uh i'm mm-hmm. not gonna say who yeah. but uh he also writes his own stuff uh-huh. and he participated in the songs oh. uh, he's really popping right now uh but yeah so like in that's in that sense like the basic the essence is the same uh you know to me and some of my other friends uh who's a rapper yeah yeah when we talk about these i think there would be another like this would be like a last counterpoint that we'll of course back down which was but you guys are getting too much help from others you know the experts yeah but that's same with the pop musicians i mean yeah like drake i think i think personally drake is the reason bts came out because uh-huh. drake made all the emotional music you know, yeah and very melancholy mood and everything which kind of suits well with bts and also, Drake was the first guy who showed that rapper can be an idol. Yeah. Because, of course, Drake is a musician, great musician. But sometimes he let others write his lyrics, right? Yeah. Like the uh, ghostwriter. Yeah. Which is pretty much like K-pop idol. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, he used to got into a lot of, like, fights and beefs because of that. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, Me neither. No. I uh, mean... Once you're, if you're an architect, you don't need to build everything by yourself. No, uh, and you need to have like these different aspects to make a great piece of work. Yeah, and uh, as long as you know there's, you have your own vision in it. Yeah. Who cares if you have it? I mean, you don't need to have. You don't yeah. need to do everything by yourself. And I mean, look at Kanye West. Oh, like, yeah, he has like fifty people like working for his album. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then. It doesn't even need to, he doesn't, he or she or whatever, the member doesn't even need to be a leader, I think. Because, you know, sometimes Kanye West listened to Rick Rubin. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't make him like a lesser version or make him no. like a fake puppet or anything. No. As long as there's someone with you, like even like when you think of musician, the first person who pops out, it used to be a Beatles. Mm-hmm. But Beatles always has a producer. Yeah. Yeah. Even Queen. Yeah, <laughs> Queen had a producer. Yeah. And Michael Jackson had a Quincy Jones. Yeah, Quincy Jones. <laughs> yeah, so s- Michael Jackson wrote one of the finest singles of himself. Mm-hmm. But still, there was a Quincy Jones. Yeah, that, and yeah. You know, even Travis Scott. Uh, of course. He's like the most artistic rapper Ever, right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, uh, even for Travis Scott, if... If he didn't have Mike Dean or, mm. uh, you know, uh, Ka- even Kanye West. Yeah, if exactly. he didn't have Kanye West, there wouldn't be Utopia. Yeah, so true. Uh, yeah. So I think it's very much like, I think the, it's a K-pop music and K-pop system is kind of one of the, becoming like one of the global standard. Yeah. And this, you know, the attacking of like being a puppet, everything, it's like very, I think... It's very shallow, I think. Yeah. It's it's getting much bigger and like everyone is changing right now and and, and like this collective work and K-pop artists always are participating in it, but they're not themselves. You mm-hmm. know, they just don't do it by themselves. Yeah. I think that's a point because you have to work t- too hard to make everything by yourself now. That's just yeah. impossible. So that's I think the primitive it we said everything we wanted to say or prepared. Is there anything else you wanted to, you know, point out before we uh, end? Yeah, uh, me personally, I think K-pop and American pop is the same in, in essence. It's mm-hmm. just music. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way uh, the two different cultures put out their music is pretty much different. Like, 180% different. Uh, you, know, you know, K-pop artists, you know, they have this extreme intense choreography and you know they uh have crazy visuals music videos and you know a lot of tiktok videos and stuff so people focus on the visual side more Mm. uh i think i mean i don't but i I think people focus on the visual side more but you know american music you know it's more of the music itself i guess people focus on the music or the viral points of the music uh so I think that's why people bash on K-pop music for being like a doll or something. But, you know, the essence is the same. The music is equally great. Uh, you know, music is just music. And, uh, you know, they have contributions to their own music. So I agree with you. And I also want to point out that the musicians should write their own music. But actors can you know, read and memorize the script. That's all cultural thing, I think. Yeah. So some in some culture, actors should write their own music, especially they're a comedian or like uh, making uh, jokes. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the point is you are genuine and you're sincere about who you are. Yeah. And give Put that emotion and make a great work and send it to the audience. That's the point. And how you do it is... As long as you know it's healthy and legal and everything. Yeah. As long as, it, as long as it's, it's you know, not breaking your own code or conscience or anything. It's just you know work and what matters is how you do it and. Oh yeah. The quality is itself is more. So I think, you know, terrible pop music is lesser than good K-pop music, and also same with vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much it for this week and. For next week, we'll look for another, you know, very 
question about K-pop. So, well, please stay tuned and see you next week.